Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's Monday, October 14th. It's backdoor cover. What's good? It's Micah. It's Brad. Hello, Micah. Hello, Brad. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning to you. It's 6 a.m. We're up and killing it for you, my friends. Happy Monday. Week six in the National Football League. A uh, good day of action yesterday. And uh, Brad and I are here to talk about all of it. Hell of a good day of action. I thought so. I thought so. Hey, you know what else we do? Uh, we talk about a bunch of weird random stuff on Mind of Micah. Go check it out if you're mildly interested in what we talk about. Uh, you might be mildly interested in the things that I talk about. A lot of episodes, 15 to 20 minutes in length, normally one or two a week. Uh, Mind of Micah. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's get into this. This uh, should be a quick one today. Well, let's or go. maybe not. There was a lot of action yesterday. Uh, a quick reminder, Brad and I both, we're working for you Sunday morning too. We woke up early breaking down uh, all of the college football action yesterday morning. So if you're if you're interested in hearing more about college Go back and listen to yesterday's episode. That was a good one. A backdoor cover. I thought it was too. Yeah, we, uh, it was a good week of college football. So talked it was a, a good lot episode. about that that disgusting, pathetic loss by Georgia, and uh, what it means, including my power rankings. Or spoiler alert: I have Clemson ranked six. Yeah, and the guy, whoever it was that you were listing power rankings, which doesn't for, matter, but that, had him at like eight. What an idiot! Just like you. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the the, the pros. So that's it. Check out backdoor cover. And uh, we also got some baseball talk with Titan High last week, too. The, mm-hmm. the playoffs roll on. I am tired. I stayed up last night to watch the Astros win in either 10 or 11. I think it was the 11th last night uh, against the Yankees in a competitive series. This is what we want. Go Astros. <laughs> this is what you asked for. Uh, before we get to the action, we'll just talk about quickly about the Monday night game tonight. It's going to be a good one. Uh, this is a good one. Lions at Packers. I uh, I did the thing where I sacrificed watching football last night so I could watch it tonight. And so, then you watch baseball, so that counts too. You're that's, screwed. That's true. Yeah, yeah we may not Mommy's be not going to be very happy with you. Uh, Green Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, uh, which seems a little light to me. Packers come in four-and-one. Lions two-one-and-one. Uh, I believe Lions are coming off a bye week as well. Uh, any thoughts on this game before we start recapping yesterday? I need Marvin Jones to go crazy. Fantasy wise, okay, that's it. That's my only care of this game. Good. That's the beauty of fantasy, though. You find one little nugget, and now this game is very important. You know, I've said this before. I will say this again. The Lions have done done a good job this year of not losing games. They they play even though they have Matthew Stafford, who's sort of been sort of a gunslinger for most of his career. They have uh, they they play ball control. They don't make too many stakes. They they play conservatively enough that they wait for you to kill yourself. And then they hang on, um, and maybe if they play a little more conservative, they wouldn't have tied in week one, and they'd be three and one coming in. But anyway, we'll see. I, I think it's a tough ask to go to to Lambo, and I think they're more than. I, I mean, I think that that half point hurts you. This could be a three point division game, although I think the Packers are the side to take here, uh, minus three and a half. Over under is forty five and a half. Uh, Ooh, and the temperature tonight, sorry, Brad. No, go ahead. 34 degrees in Lambeau. Whew. I don't think we're going to get any snow, but it's cold, and I love it. Uh, Mitch's algorithm has Green Bay winning 26-24. So depending on what your spread is there, uh, looks like they like Detroit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 26-24, so he does like the over, though. That's correct. Yeah. 
over 45 and a half. How did Mitch's algorithm do yesterday, Brand? I think it did really well in the morning. I didn't know how it fared in the evening. I know he slate. went six and one in the in the early session. Yeah. Um, we'll have to figure that out. Uh, if you don't know who Mitch is, he is our gambling expert. He is can't miss Mitch. And he has an algorithm. The algorithm is on fire right now. It went 12 and three last week. And uh, we'll we'll formulate whatever he did yesterday, but he's he's living six and one in the early session. I know that. So let's uh, before we get to it, we'll talk quickly, very quickly about the Thursday night game. Patriots roll the Giants. That's it. There's nothing else to say. Thirty five fourteen. Brady went thirty one for forty one, three thirty four, and one pick. Uh, Patriots forced four turnovers, and uh, they are the only six and zero team in football. And nothing changes. Everything is the same. Doesn't matter who the president is. Doesn't matter uh, what's happening. But they aren't the only undefeated. The 49ers are still undefeated. But yeah, okay. But nothing changes. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, do you want to start with the Cowboys? Uh, well, we should start with the, the morning game in London. I was uh, about to say, are you just you hurting for uh, whatever uh, self-loathing? I'm about to go off on that ginger fuck. Okay, let's start with let's start in order. Panthers uh, go to London and beat the Buccaneers, 37-26. This game, I thought, started at 9.30 Central time, but in fact started at 9.30 Eastern time. That's right. Um, thankfully, my fantasy team was already in order, but I could have been caught flat-footed. I apologize to everybody out there who I warned to get your team in order and then uh, failed to do so myself. Christian McCaffrey's a bad man. That's a good point. That's That's my take on this game. Uh, Jameis Winston, the other take, the other big headline. He's a bad man in the literal sense of the word. Five interceptions. He's a bad quarterback. I saw that the last quarterback to throw five interceptions in a game was the Peterman game. (laughs) And that seems like a long time ago. The infamous Peterman game. The Peterman game. Jameis, uh, 30 for 54, 400 yards, one touchdown, five picks. You're not going to win that way. Five interceptions. Get the fuck out of here. Kyle Allen, on the other hand. Kyle Allen improves to what? 4-0 as a starter. And 5-0 and in his career. He oh, really? played a game no. last year, apparently, and I he did won. not know that. Yeah. Um, the Panthers, 4-2, and two, now look like contenders. There's already been rumblings that Riverboat Ron says, like, he doesn't know if Cam's going to be the starter when they come back. Kyle Allen looks like a big player. I'll make I'll make a uh, prediction. Okay. Cam may come back, but Kyle Allen will be your, your opening day starter for the Carolina Panthers in 2020. That's what you think. I think the Panthers can't wait to get rid of Cam. That's an interesting. Yeah, that's because you are weird with your predictions. You're Just, saying if if Baker was Cam, then he would be hated. There's all sorts of weird shit going on in your brain. Oh, but, I can't okay. wait to get to Baker later. Okay. Uh, anyway, so there, that was the the early game. Um, pretty entertaining. Most of these these London games, like the the first five years they did these, were always terrible. But this. The, the both these uh, line games so far this year have been been entertaining. So, uh, Winston shouts. threw fifty four balls yesterday in London. Yeah, that's a lot. They gave the ball to Christian McCaffrey twenty two times on the ground. He only got thirty one yards. Uh, wow, rushing, but I think he had uh, quite a few receiving. Twenty six well. receiving. He just it was that one uh, highlight reel where he like broke two guys' ankles and spun another guy out. Yeah, he's he's a stud. Pretty bad. I mean, relatively poor outing for him, but I mean, he had one highlight worthy. Yeah, he's a fancy stud too. So, uh, let's move on to the best game of the day, in my opinion. Uh, The Texans improved to four and two. 
Which we thought this was going to be the best game going in. Yep, and it lived up to the hype. They they go to Arrowhead, beat the Chiefs 31-24. Both teams are now 4-2. and two. Deshaun Watson, 30 for 42, 280 and a touch. Carlos Hyde, 26 carries, 116 and a touch. And the returning Tyreek Hill, five catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns, including uh, the play of the day, in my opinion. That unbelievable touchdown pass he uh, catch he had in the first half where there are like three Chiefs defenders there. He cut on the three-yard line. Somehow he goes up while he's jumping back towards the quarterback, catches the ball in the air, and still manages to change his momentum and get in the end zone. It was incredible. With two dudes draped on him. He must have, at the peak of his jump, was maybe 100 inches off the ground. Uh, sure. That's my estimate. Okay. It's about, you know, what, six feet high. That's a great win for the Texans. The Texans, with Bill O'Brien, who it does more inexplicable things, uh, at, at one point he declined, right before that play, actually, he ex- the they had stopped the, the uh, Chiefs on a third down, but there was like a holding or something, and he declined the penalty, mm-hmm. giving them another chance. Or no, he accepted the penalty instead of declining it to make it fourth down. And, of course, they score on the next play. That's pretty good. It's just classic Bill O'Brien. Uh, a big win for the Texans. But was he slayed on social media for that? Yeah. Yeah. The Houston media just, I mean, he does shit like that every week. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Good God, he played good. Yeah, all that being said, Deshaun Watson. He is amazing. I mean, we, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, with the stupid name, the coach at Clemson. Uh, Dabo. Yes. Dabo, when when Deshaun Watson set out, came out and said, nobody should pass on him. He should go number one. He's MJ. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's going to be like whoever passed on Michael Jordan. And uh, I, he may not be Michael Jordan, but that guy is amazing. Okay. Shouts to Dabo for saying something extreme like that. But he his point is It was taken, a very hot it, take. You, but, will be, you will feel like you've made a mistake if you pass on this guy, and I think a lot of teams are feeling that way. No doubt. Man, I mean, they and the Texans look smart for trading up to go get him. What didn't the Bears take uh, old Titty Boy in front of him? Like, how much better would they be with Deshaun Watson right now? Well, and of course, the Bears could have had uh, could have had the Chiefs quarterback the year before too. Right. Um, this is a good win for the Texans, but this is also the kind of week that I could see the, the Texans' upcoming schedule at Colts, Raiders at home, Jags at home. At Ravens, I could see them losing two or three of those games. I could too. I could absolutely see them going going to Indianapolis and losing a conference game. I was kind of surprised. I mean, I was very surprised that the Texans beat the Chiefs. Mitch's algorithm picked this one, and I had the Chiefs no problem winning here. But luckily, I, I saw what the algorithm said. I didn't take it. Yeah, I bet on the Chiefs three weeks in a row, and the the Chiefs have failed me three weeks in a row. A lot of burns. Yeah, uh, but. You know, I, I'm sure there are people that are panicking in Kansas City because all they care about are the Chiefs and uh, two losses in a row now for and one barely and one missed cover the week before. Mm-hmm. Probably not as much panic as there is in Los Angeles and in Dallas, though. Yeah, let's go to Dallas. Uh, well, I guess we'll go to New Jersey because that's where the game was played. The Jets get their first win of the season. They go from zero and four to one and four, defeating your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, 24-22. Sam Darnold back from the kissing disease. 23, uh, 23 of 32, 338, two touchdowns. He tongue-kissed the Cowboys. Uh, he did. Zeke Elliott, 28 carries, 105 yards on a touchdown. His best game of the season. 
I guess. I mean, they're running him into the ground. I this Cowboys team. Oh, <laughs> Oh. What was that? Did I mean, you I, just make out with Sam Darnold? Yeah, again, just, I mean, nine points through three quarters. Uh, they end up making a run back at the game and, and had a two-point conversion attempt with about a minute ten to go it was to tie the game close. after a, a score, run a terrible play, and, and don't get there. Um, This Cowboys team. I mean, the, 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 the video that went viral yesterday of – the Cowboys players coming off the field and just totally ignoring Jason Garrett is is perfect. Uh, this guy, it they've got to make a change. That's three losses in a, in a row for the Cowboys. Was it Jerry's birthday? I saw somewhere that Jason Garrett ruined his birthday and now he's getting fired. Well, That's I, they funny. ask him afterwards. His uh, Jerry's uh, the headline was something that he's not even considering something like that. It's shocking to me that that uh, Jerry Jones on his first day, his first day of owner of the Cowboys, has the audacity to fire Tom Landry, and yet he's stuck with this ginger fuck for a decade. It blows my mind. He was so excited about him when he first got him. Uh, yeah, when he got him as an offensive coordinator, he'd never even been a coach before. I, it's just It just blows my mind. He's finally got the puppet, and he's always won, and he's just terrible. I mean, Jason Garrett deserves all the blame. That's that's where I stand at this point. Uh the you know, and, and not good stuff too. I mean Amari Cooper goes down. Uh Gallup looked pretty good, made some plays, but uh yeah. without Amari Cooper, this Cowboys offense is in big trouble. Yeah, they go they become one dimensional pretty quick. Yeah. And yeah. they were and, I mean, that one dimension has not been very potent lately. Like Zeke has struggled throughout the year. So yeah. They're in trouble without him. How bad is he hurt? We don't know. But okay. he left, I think, in the in the first. It was in the first half. Sometime he only had one catch yesterday. Uh, yeah, things don't look good for my Cowboys. Uh, the coaching is is lacking. And I, I will what's put the rest the of the schedule look like? Are you got in front of you? I'm trying to pull it up now, and it's is uh, it ESPN shitting on your computer? Yeah, your internet is killing me again. Not no, your internet. This is it's, ESPN. It's ESPN. Yes. Uh, the Cowboys' upcoming schedule. They play the Eagles uh, next week. Oh Christ! So that's at least that's at home. That's a Sunday nighter, and that is going to be huge as those two teams are tied for the uh, NFC East lead at three and three. The Giants, as fucking terrible as they are, only only one game out of first place. And <laughs> I bet the Cowboys are pretty clinched up right now about playing them. I mean, you better be. So Eagles uh and dallas next week that'll be the big sunday nighter and get a tremendous rating i'm sure uh let's keep moving okay uh you want to talk about my bed shitter of the week yeah let's cover that not yet i already know who it's gonna be well it's it's baker mayfield and your cleveland browns the appropriate color of the bed shitter of the week yeah the browns in fact uh they they blow it they lose at home to seattle 32 28 uh russell wilson is just does what he does. He's a bad man. 23 of 33, 295, two touchdowns. Chris Carson had 24 carries, 124 and a touchdown. A lot of like a lot of backs getting over 20 yards or over 20, 20 carries, carries this week. week. Carlos Hyde as I mentioned, uh Zeke, I'm Christian sure McCaffrey on the other side of the ball or, uh, and Adrian Peterson all over 20. I'm sure and Chubb Leonard did. Fournette. Yep, Chubb. Chubb interesting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Workhorse backs. A lot maybe of heavy maybe the tide is turning. Here. Well, it could also be because most of the quarterbacks in this league are injured. But yeah. That's a good point. Um or either they're injured or they suck, like Baker. Seahawks thirty two, Browns twenty eight. Uh Cleveland 
only scores eight points in the second half. They lay an egg. They lose at home. Uh, even though Baker Mayfield's in every commercial, he is just trash. He he threw, I think, three more picks yesterday. He's leading the Correct. league in interceptions. Uh, one of them wasn't his fault. Bounced off his, his receiver's hands. But. I'm going to say it right now. It's Freddie Kitchen's fault. Okay. They need to get somebody in there who can play call, man. They need to get somebody in here with a little bit of imagination. They have so much fucking talent on the roster. And if you can't put Baker in situations where he's throwing balls to fairly open people, or I, I put this squarely on the shoulders of Freddie Soup Kitchens or whatever you want to call him. Freddie Soup Kitchens. I like that. Yeah. You're, you're like, he's you're, a bum. You're Chris Berman all of a sudden. Thank you. Rumbling, bumbling, drill. I mean, just so much talk. And this team is is so close to, to total collapse, and it makes me so happy. Uh, the Browns are at 2-4 and four and seem to be almost dead in their division because Baltimore uh, got a win yesterday as well. They're done. Whew. They're in big trouble. And Odell Beckham's about to start choking people because he got choked last week, so it's, it's coming. Yeah, Baker, 22 of 37, 249, one touchdown, uh, one running touchdown and three picks. Not great. Nick Chubb is mm. a stud, though. 20 carries, 122, and two touchdowns. Uh, Beckham had six catches, 101, and some highlight catches. But the implosion is coming in Cleveland, and I am I am here for it. I'm, yeah, I'm ready you with really, popcorn. You really thrive in this. I've this, been waiting uh, for this total chaos all season long. You're a villain. Did you know that? I've heard that. Let's uh, let's talk for just a minute about the toilet bowl, the worst game of the, the week. Uh, the Redskins defeat the Dolphins 17-16. Josh Rosen got uh, benched, and Fitzmagic came back and scored two touchdowns at the end of the game. <laughs> that fucking to guy. To almost win. People on the internet are super mad because the Dolphins decided to go for two to win the game and uh, ran just a terrible play call that had no chance of Intentional succeeding. Intentional loss. Yeah, people are like, they're clearly tanked. That was, that was a loss for Tua. It was smart uh, in that, that respect. The Redskins... I mean, I think they were up 14 nothing and had this thing in hand and somehow blew the cover, and I hate them for it. I really legitimately hate it. How could you just... How do you just, like, start shaking in your boots as soon as Fitzmagic comes in the game? This guy cannot start in the league. Like, what? how can you not defend this person? I, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, they stink. Both these teams stink. I mean... This is like the least convincing win of the season, in, in, even though the Redskins got it. <laughs> Versus maybe like, the worst team in the hard, last decade. It's, it's hard when you when you start zero and five or whatever, either zero and four or zero and five, whatever the Redskins started, and you win a game and your fan base feels worse about you than you did before. But right. that's that's where we are, and I, I'm getting no service anymore. Uh, let's keep moving. The Vikings with I think the Vikings are my team of the week. Micah's. Team of the week. I mean, they came out and whipped that ass. Well, it's probably the Texans, but the Vikings at home. Uh, this is the getting it done team of the week. Okay. I've got the box score here if you need help. The Vikings uh, defeat the Eagles 38-20 and just did the damn thing. I mean, I'm not really sure what else there is to say about this game other than um, they look like a better team. I have no idea how good the Eagles are. Eagles sit three and three. Minnesota goes to four and two. They are an enigma. The they Eagles. are, and and Minnesota when when Cousins just throws the ball down the field, I mean he's got two of the best receivers in the league. Stud receivers, yes. and he's got a great back. Like they should be good. Uh, they get in trouble when he doesn't take shots. I feel like he goes 29, 22 of twenty nine, three thirty three, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Madison had, uh, 
had 14 carries for 63 yards, their leading rusher. Uh, and then Stefan Diggs, seven catches, 167, three touchdowns. Madison. I feel like every everything is just these bombs down the field. Uh, Diggs and Thielen. Uh, just stomp them out. Carson Wentz had a, a good day on the, the stat sheet, 26 of 40, 306, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, they're just, they don't have, they don't, and and especially without, uh, you know, what's his name? Jackson is such a cock tease as he has been for years. I've said it since day one, but Dalvin Cook is their running back. What happened to him? He had 16 carries for 41 yards and a touch. Who is this Alexander Madison guy? He's sort of their change of pace, uh, change of pace back. Yeah. And, okay. And I mean, well, because Dalvin I think was he like was the in, workhorse. I wouldn't of the say team. he was very effective necessarily. He busted a long run at one point. He had a thirty-five yarder. Yeah. yeah, so that that made most of the yards. But they ran the ball fairly successfully. But they threw the shit out of the football. And uh, Stefan Diggs, one hundred sixty-seven yards is something because he's one. He's been requesting trades for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he made plays yesterday. They got him the football. He made the plays. So yeah. big shouts. Cousins doesn't have to apologize to anybody this week. Minnesota looking pretty good at four and two. Kind of. <laughs> They look pretty good this week. Again, I pretty I bad just, the week before. I just have no idea what what the situation, uh, where the Eagles are. Are the Eagles good? Have the Eagles lost too many players? I just don't know. Here's what I'll tell you: They're three and three and tied for the first place in their division. But Do not bet against them. They will burn your ass. I I agree. I've been burned by them multiple times this season. I'm not betting. Against if you, you bet guys against anymore. them yesterday, you would have you would have cashed that check, cashed that ticket. Not again. I'm not betting. I'm out. Especially, I'm not betting on him against the Cowboys either. Hey, how about Teddy Two Gloves? Former Vikings quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater leads the Saints over the Jags 13-6 to in a game that is shockingly ugly, as, as we kind of imagined it would be. Operation can stay we, afloat. Can we just tone down the Minshew madness shit? Why? I mean, they scored six points. Okay. They're not scoring more than six points. Like, this is what every Jags game is, like 13-6. to um, Anyway, none of that's really important. Teddy, though... The Saints, Operation Stay Above Float, have moved to four and zero. Oh. You fuck up the name of that operation what, what, what every we week. It it's Operation Stay Afloat, but you okay. called it Stay Above Float this year. Well, they have There's stayed one. above water. Uh, <laughs> they are not drowning. There is no hurricane coming to New Orleans. You're, See, that's you're bailing reference. out your announcing raft right now, but the rest of it's floating. Whatever, Teddy. Teddy, twenty-four of thirty-six, two forty-one touchdown. Does everything they need to do. They win the game thirteen to six, and they are now four and zero oh without Drew Brees. We talked about it might possibly be five six. And oh. No, it's four. Is it? Uh, we talked about possibly six weeks if they would be happy at three and three. Four and zero oh looks great. It's all it's all gravy at this point. Anything else uh, will be an impressive. We'll just continue. That defense is good. Like the Saints have a good defense. I, and how the often do you say that? Good. Like how often have you said that in the past couple of years? Not that regularly. And I mean, they're very very good. Teddy Bridgewater, no interceptions, no fumbles. Like if he's figured it out, that he they don't have to do a lot. Two touchdowns is has been enough for them to win most weeks. Their only losses to the Rams, who are absolutely imploding at this point, they could easily be unbeaten. I think that they have established themselves as in the driver's seat for uh, a collision course for whoever yeah, we'll they have to the see playoffs. what that offense looks like when Drew gets back. But I mean, if they look like what we thought they were going to look like this season. With that defense, this is a scary, scary team. Yes. Gardner Minshew, 14 for 29, 163 and a pick. Probably his worst game after they gave 35,000 uh, mustaches out and all that stuff. Uh, he's a rookie. I mean, I'm not trying to be too hard I'm on the game. I'm surprised they need to hand out mustaches. You'd think there are a lot of them in Florida. Leonard Fournette, 20 carries, 72 yards. I mean, a lot of workhorse backs this week. And he had a 16-yarder. So, I mean, but really, he's not getting any production. Not a lot of efficiency. Um 
yeah. I mean, Saints look like contenders. Jags, it's already a lost season again. I mean, they should trade Jalen Ramsey. They're two and four, and they're going nowhere fast. I mean, they've got some trade bait between him and uh, Nick Foles. Like, they could get some pretty good capital. I mean, I, I think Nick Foles is going to be a tough, a tough piece to move. You'd, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew on a rookie contract. Oh no, I would round. too. I would too. I just don't think you don't think you people can, want him. I don't think you can trade a contract that big in the middle of the season. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I mean, I, they'll. I, I would assume they're going to try and trade him in the well, offseason. especially if he can't play for the rest of the season. Well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know when he's supposed to. He's not coming back this year. So, like, they really? can trade him in the offseason, though. I thought he was. There was a chance he was going to come back. Mm. Um, I but yeah, I, I just don't see a scenario where where somebody goes out and trades for him. This uh, the year. Bears probably would. The, the Bears probably should. Yeah, I mean that's that seems like a perfect landing spot in the offseason. I love how every time we talk about a quarterback that's good that could be traded, we're like, oh, the Bears would be good with him. People have been saying that for forty years with the Bears. It, that's why I think it's funny. Well, and you know this. Whenever uh, you know the titty lover guy will come back, he'll start start tearing things titty up. Boy, Mitch. Maybe uh, maybe our man. Chipotle Chase Daniels, as everybody calls him, uh, isn't the guy there. The six foot six, I'm sorry, the five foot six, two hundred forty pound quarterback they've got playing for them, Chase Daniels. Yeah, Chase Daniels. Uh, the Bengals improved to zero and six, helping their chances of getting to a. They lose to Baltimore, twenty three seventeen in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's he's a one man show. Twenty one to thirty three for two thirty six through the air, nineteen carries. 152 yards and a touchdown. I saw he's like the only quarterback in the history of the league ever to run for 200 yards or pass for 200 yards and run for 150 and a touch. Uh, Fading back into the form of last year. I mean, that was the formula for them last year. I will say Ross Tucker on uh, on Twitter said like he's this guy's getting hit too much. He's not going to make it through the season. He's a little. He's not. We'll see. He's not a big. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a dude Cam Newton size. It's not like he's Zeke Elliott. Right. He's running like Zeke Elliott. He's good at getting out of bounds and not getting hit too often. But he's pretty elusive. Yeah, he's very elusive. I, that being said, I I think there's 19 carries is too much. That's 19 times you get you your head taken You shouldn't off. give him 19, 19 chances for the defense to, to smoke to your, crush him. your franchise player. And there, I mean, he's making everything happen. He's very important to them. Absolutely. I mean, Robert they Griffin's in the wings. So. By, yeah, they squeeze by the Bengals, 23-17. Uh, Bengals kept this one a little bit closer. I it's got to be frustrating. The Bengals aren't terrible, but they're also just not not good. They're like just a step below mediocre, and they keep playing good teams. That's true. They've I had, don't know. Yeah. They hung there. I, I don't know what the line was coming into that, but I believe the the Ravens, uh, the Bengals covered. I think that was a, like a 10. Uh, I've got it here. Um, sorry, I have to go through my, my list of Mitch's can't miss here. Where are these fools? Baltimore. It was an eleven-point Baltimore spread. So yeah, they covered. Cincinnati covers. No, not much else to say there. Holy Raven, shit! Ravens. Mitch, Mitch's algorithm predicted it twenty-four seventeen, and it was twenty-three seventeen. <laughs> Mitch, I'd say he's he's got a pretty good formula. Hey, why don't you total the the afternoon games for us? Count all those up while we move on. Uh, Ravens include move to four and two and sit. Look like the team we thought they were after that two and zero start. Uh, look like a a playoff contender and a scary, scary first round playoff matchup. How about a team we thought not much of compared to a team coming off the Super Bowl? The Forty ers go to the L A Coliseum. They have about eighty percent of the crowd wearing red, which is just pathetic as usual for the Rams. 
and the 49ers go in there and stop 20 to 7 in front of a as i mentioned a partisan crowd they improved to 5 and 0 the rams have now lost 3 in a row and fall to 3 and 3 this is uh this is a bit of a surprise, and and now you have to believe the 49ers for real. Jimmy G goes 24 of 33 for 243. He throws one pick. Tevin Coleman is a 49er. He had 18 carries for 45 yards and a touch. And George Kittle, uh, finally, I believe it's this is his best game of the year because he's on all my fantasy teams, and I spent $60 in my draft to go get him. Eight catches, 103 yards, did not score, but he's now looking like the difference maker that he is. Uh, he's the most explosive most dangerous weapon the 49ers have which maybe not most explosive because they still have good one running around but uh the, the he's the best offensive player on that team and they're going to need him to perform every week especially in the bigger games and he does yesterday 20 to 7 over the rams uh an impressive impressive performance on technically on the road uh this game tied at seven at half niners outscore the rams 13 nothing in the second half and jared goff looks quite pedestrian the Rams are in big, big trouble. Without Gurley, I I think that's what this deal is. I think that without Gurley, they are. It's just like what we were talking about. How the Cowboys are one dimensional when they lose uh, the receiver. I I think that that's the same difference with the uh, with the Rams in their running game. If if you lose Todd Gurley, like he's the absolute X factor, the difference maker in that offense. And now they're just. I don't know. I mean, Goff went 13 for 24 for 78 yards. Are you shitting me? That's it. That's 78 it. yards passing in the loss. And I mean, last he got, tacked, he got sacked four times and lost 30 yards there. In so. the previous game, he threw for like a billion yards and they still lost. But like, at least he was putting up statistics that look, you know, doable. 78 yards passing is, uh, is frighteningly bad. Yeah. Three yards per attempt. And not, especially not in great. that McVay offense. Like, what the fuck? I, I think you're right, though. I mean, without. Without I mean, Gurley, just they a, just have no th- no rushing threat at all. I, it's like he doesn't have confidence because he doesn't have that security blanket where he can dump it down to him because Gurley is such a good pass catcher. That too. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like he gets back there and now he's concerned with, like, what am I going to do? I can't dump it down to Malcolm Brown like, and yeah, shit hits Malcolm the Malcolm Brown, who got the majority of carries, 11 carries, 40 yards, uh, 3.6 a carry. Not great. His long is only 10. No explosion. He caught zero balls. So you're right. It it changes the whole game. The whole dynamic. He doesn't have a security blanket when you can dump it down. Like, and I'm not saying that's what's going through his head, but that's what's going through my head. So I don't know. Let's talk about the Niners. Do you believe in the Niners? Kinda. <laughs> they don't have any really convincing wins. I mean, this is convincing, but the the Rams have looked so bad the last three weeks. It's hard to take it seriously. Like if they had done this two three weeks ago, I'd be like, oh wow, now the Sam, the the Forty Nine ers are really something. But if you look back at their what they've done, Bucks suck, Bengals suck, Steelers, they suck, they suck, Browns suck, Rams all of a sudden suck. Well, that's five sucky wins. It is impressive though, coming off of the big Monday night game it's like last they've week, caught the perfect storm of of matchups. Like, all these teams are kind of good at some point in the season, except for, obviously, the Bengals have sucked since day one. But This is something that people, I think, underestimate. And I think it was Bill Parcells that said, it's not who you play, it's, it's when you when play you them. It's when you play them. And it is so, it's so true in the NFL. Because these, you know, you just never know. Um, you you face the Rams without Todd Gurley. That's not the Rams. That's not last year's exactly. Rams anyway. That's a big difference. That's a big difference maker. 
I mean, you uh, face yeah, the Steelers no, I, I with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. That's not the Steelers. Yeah. And they barely eat by him, 24-20. So, like, I'm looking at it, and next they've got the fucking Redskins. Like, how are we ever going to know if they're good? I'm well, not so sure. I am now convinced that Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. I was, people that I was hanging out with watching the game last night were, were starting to grumble about, hey, what do you think about 49ers Super Bowl chances, this, that, and the other. Well, let's, let's slow the let's roll slow just the a little roll. bit. I'd but love to see them beat somebody who's I mean, confident. if you would have said this last year about the Rams at this point, we would have been, you know. Yeah, but the been. Rams were slaying people who are good. That's true. And the Rams made a, a playoff run the year before. Uh, 49ers are, are looking good, and Kyle Shannon's a good coach. Uh, and, and the quarterback's I good. That, yeah. I mentioned that because the year they went to the Super Bowl, they had the number one offense in football when he was in, in the uh, offense coordinator of the Falcons, the next team we're going to talk about. That's right. They had the number stink. one offense in football, but they had like the number 27 defense in, in football. In the three years since they've been gone, their defenses are still like 26, 28, 29, and 30th. And they're in last, uh, they have the worst defense in football this year. And they lose at Arizona Oof. in Phoenix, 34-33 to the Cardinals, who uh, now have won two games in a row. Okay, okay. Falcons fall to one and five. Dan Quinn should be fired. Uh any minute now. I think he is He is now in the in the poll. He's in the lead. Oh, you think he's in most, poll position? <laughs> yes, he's the coach most likely to be fired during this, uh, uh, next to be fired. I'm with you. This season. We've already lost one. Uh, Jay Gruden. I wish it was uh, that ginger fuck, but it's not going to be. You think the Miami guys just chill until next year? I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, <laughs> it's I, not that I think if you start the year 0 and 12 or something, well, which if you're they trying seem likely to, to do. It was obvious they attempted to lose that game on purpose. I also think like you kind of want to be fired if you start 0 and 12, 0 and 13. So nobody, you're not the coach. You're not Hugh Jackson. No. who goes 0 and 16. You're tanking for the next year. Oh, I understand. But like, you, you're like, you don't put want, me out of my misery. You don't want that stink. You're on like, your, please don't let me go. You don't want that stink on your resume. Just fire me. So I'm not the coach who lost 16 games. Don't let me go 24 or oh, and 24 and two years back to back. Like name, name two players on, on, uh, on the Browns that went on 16, maybe miles Garrett and somebody else. I, I remember who the coach was. Yeah. That <laughs> incompetent <laughs> boob, Hugh Jackson, 16 games, 16 losses. Pathetic. I really can't name any more people. Yeah. I mean. uh, so I think maybe you maybe you want to just be let out of your misery. If we start 0-12 or 0-13, let somebody else lose the last three games. Anyway, uh, Atlanta, just pathetic. 1-5. Uh, I mean, I put it up on Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. I was on fire yesterday. Murray had a game. Uh, yeah, Kyler played great. 27-37, 340. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. What do you do, uh, rushing? 128 rushing. 11 for 32 yards. Not great, but not bad. Yeah. He's slippery, too. But a tough week for Georgia sports fans. The, the Falcons lost twice this week. Uh, you know, Braves. The Braves lost twice in humiliating fashion. Georgia loses at home. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about Georgia. That's the most humiliating. Yeah. Yeah. So tough break for you guys. Although uh, it's not playoffs, so it's not as... I mean, Kyler uh, Murray's got something. 340... 27 to 37, 343 touchdowns, no sacks allowed. I mean, I said this once, but I'll say it again. That is that's impressive for anybody. Five thousand year old Larry Fitzgerald led the team in receiving. No, that being said, Atlanta's defense is just pathetic. I mean, everything about that team is just pathetic. Matt Ryan goes thirty for thirty six for three fifty six, four touchdowns and no picks. Julio had one hundred eight yards, and they still lose the game. Austin Hooper. Like, that's how bad your defense is. Two 100-yard receivers, 
They were tied in. Austin Hooper had 117 in a touch. I mean, come on, guys. They missed field goal, or they missed at least one field goal. I don't know if they lost, uh, missed two. Uh, I mean, that offense has serious talent. It's just hard to imagine. The defense uh, is just incredibly terrible. Which I thought you were saying that they've been pathetic for the last couple of years. I thought that they were good a couple of years back. No, Matt Bryant missed. Matt Bryant missed an extra point. Ouch! Not a field goal, and they, and lose they lost by, by one, one point. Ouch! Yeah. Ouchy. Ouch. God, that's just pathetic. thirty for thirty-six for Matt Ryan. That poor bastard. Four touchdowns. <laughs> right. No interceptions. What are you supposed to do? He can't go out there and play like cover two defense for you. Like he just can only do what he can do. Atlanta is dead at one and five in the division, with, especially with the Saints at five and one. Uh, your season's over. Good night. I now. think they fired. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they fired Robert Quinn this week. I don't know when their bye week is. Generally, that's when the firings happen in the NFL. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. What did I say? Robert Quinn. That's okay. No, oh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that stinker. Nobody, nobody knows who Dan Quinn is anyway. Dan Quinn came and sat down. I'm to, pretty sure he's a defensive-minded coach. If he too. came and sat down at the bar next to you, you wouldn't know who he was. Not a single person would turn there and be like, oh, shit, that's Dan that Quinn. That might not be true because of how bad he shit the bed for the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's true. That was a lot of eyeballs saw his face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways. A lot of eyeballs. Uh, ooh, you want to talk about shit in the bed. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about your Tennessee Titans. Get beat 16 to nothing in Denver against the, the once- Totally hopeless Denver Broncos, who have won two games in a row, shockingly. The unibrow got him. How Flacco. in the world does this happen? Joe Flacco, 18 for 28 for 177 yards and a pick, and they still beat him. Uh, yeah, that's that's not what you want. Phil Lindsay had a pretty good game. 15 carries for 70 yards and a touch. Cortland Sutherland, six, six catches, 76 yards. Uh, here's how bad it was for Tennessee. Marcus Mariota was benched. And do you know who he was benched for? Tell me. Ryan Tannehill. He's back. When when your best chance at making a run is playing Ryan Tannehill, you are fucked. <laughs> you are fucked. I don't know, man. He might be better than Tannehill Marietta. was pretty good, actually. Yeah. 13 for 16, 144 yards, but had one pick and no, no touchdowns. Hey, Mike, I hate to do this. Ryan Tannehill would be pretty good for the Bears. I don't, I don't think so. I... Ryan Tannehill's incompetent. Marcus Mariota, absolutely incompetent. 7 for 18 for 63 yards and two picks. A passer rating of 9.5. Not what you want. I'll tell you, the, the passer rating versus QBR, uh, the QBR is the stat that, that ESPN yeah. made up, basically. Ryan Tannehill's rating was 78, which is fairly decent. decent. His QBR is 7.9. Which is terrible, right? Which is terrible. Yeah, that's out of 100. Yeah. Uh, quarterback Why rating goes like 135 or something. I have no idea. So there's a dramatically Sounds difference. Sounds like a shitty statistic. But Tannehill, 13 for 16, also had four, also sacked four times, uh, which is funny for a guy whose biggest thing coming out of college Attribute. was that he had Elusive. speed and could run. Well, and, he was a receiver. Right, as we all know. Anyhow. You got fucked up by the Broncos. That's I tough. mean, 16 to nothing in Denver. Getting, uh, I mean... The Titans fall to two and four. I was loud wrong about this one too. I thought Denver uh, was going to was going to lose this game. I thought Tennessee was going to come in there and and actually play accountability for. for I don't it, know Micah. much about the Tennessee media other than Clay Travis is kind of a tool. Well, he is a tool, but uh, okay. I don't know. Like I know nothing. I know nothing else of any sports media person 
in uh, Nashville or Tennessee in general. Uh, but the, the seat's got to get start getting pretty hot for Vrabel. This is just pathetic. You can't lose to a to a one and four team, sixteen to nothing. Put some points on the board. Yikes! No, the less said about this game, the better. We'll okay. keep moving. Um, I mean, if we're learning, we, we're learning a few things this week, and we we think the 49ers are good. But here's what we know: there are a lot of shitty teams. That's correct. There are teams that are just disappointing. Well, and either they're shitty or they are at a perfect spot to be shitty and become good again. I I don't see I don't see that. I just see a lot of shit. You don't teams. think there's any bounce back the here? The Titans aren't bouncing back. No, that's true. The Falcons aren't bouncing back. That's true. Are the Rams? The Bengals, I mean, the Jaguars aren't bouncing back. Are the Rams or the Cowboys? I don't know. The Rams, that, you know, maybe. Maybe. But I wouldn't say they're shitty teams. Are they the Chargers? Like the shit. Chargers look like shit this Well, week. and that's our last game. I'm glad we're talking about shitty teams that Good have God. no chance of bouncing back. In you my don't opinion. think they have a chance? You don't think that they could install Melvin Gordon and start getting things going again? Fuck Melvin Gordon. Melvin yeah. Gordon. Eight carries for 18 yards That's last not going to get it done. Phillip Rivers and his L.A. Chargers are more like the Pittsburgh Chargers because this crowd was 95% Steelers fans in that pathetic soccer stadium they play at. I've never seen anything like this. They got carved up by Devlin Hodges, a.k.a. duck calling champion of the world. I mean, when a team comes in 1-4, and four, you probably shouldn't have be. With a third-string quarterback. Yeah, with a third-string quarterback, you probably shouldn't have 90% visiting fans in your stadium. Do you think that they just took a bus from the Heinz factory straight out of Pittsburgh it's all the way there? a long way to San Diego. Perfect for the Sunday nighter. God, They're what? not in San Diego either. They're in Los uh, Angeles. Whatever. What, a, <laughs> what an ass-kicking. 24-17. The Chargers score all 17 points in the fourth quarter. They were down 24 nothing. They, they were a, just getting They murdered. made a little bit of a run, but, you know, we don't. this is a whole other issue, but the onside kick being impossible in 2019 yeah. sucks. I hate it. Yeah. It just it makes these games, when it's a two-score game with, with a few minutes left, the game is over because nobody is getting an onside kick. No one's re- recovered one all season long. Almost. Cowboys almost did. Yeah, the Cowboys actually had a chance, but they've got to find a way to make that more fair or something. I, I don't know. What it's is just, unfair about it? Have they changed anything to make it that way? Well, yeah, you, you, you can only run from one yard. The, the rules are you, you have to have a, a cer, uh, the same number of players on each side of the okay, kicker. Okay, so it has to be balanced. Yeah, but that's not a new rule. That one's that's, four or five years old. Okay. But the, the rule that they put into place last year, uh-huh. you can't you used to be able to get a five-yard running start. Now you can only get a one-yard running start, ah. and it's made recovering uh, onside kicks impossible. There were only like going. four all of last year, and there's been zero this season. Uh, this is a small nit to pick, but, I mean... It makes these games less exciting. The Chargers go down and score dramatically, and then uh, it's like, oh, well, if they're going to have to onside, the game is over. Uh, Chargers, they stink. Like, I mean, I could give the Steelers credit for winning with a third-string quarterback uh, playing his first game ever, Uh basically, but that's no fun. I mean, I'd rather just trash Phillip Rivers and and his 19 kids and the Chargers. 26 for 44 passes, 320, two picks, two touchdowns. Yeah. Trash. Delvin, Delvin Hodges. Devlin Hodges. 15 for 20, 132. A touch. He did his job. He did he his job. He was not expected to come out and carve up a team, but, I mean, 15 for 20 is perfectly, like, doable, obviously, especially with that Pittsburgh defense showing up. John Connor had a pretty strong uh, fantasy de- night, anyway. 16 carries, 41 yards. Nothing, Not much on the ground, but did score a touchdown and had seven catches and 78 yards and a touch. Yeah, that helps. In the air. Uh, that... Los Angeles offensive line is trash. 
They, I mean, Philip Rivers was running for his life all day, and he ain't able to run, as we all know. They they've blown they've blown it. He was just throwing balls in the ground like left and right. He he didn't get sacked a lot because he's good. He's a crafty veteran. He knows how to get rid of the ball. But like I don't know how many times I saw him just throw the ball at people's feet because he was about to get waxed. Anyways, they suck. You want some NFL high, uh, headlines before we get out of here? Yeah, today? let's do a couple. That's the whole slate, by the way. Okay. Um, did we ever figure out what Mitch's record was? It's too hard to figure out in lifetime. It was something like. How, I All right, we'll check back with anyway. Mitch's Kent Miss later this week when we have him back on and the algorithm. Uh, here are your headlines from ESPN. Brady won't try to lure Gronk out of retirement. Okay, I still don't believe that. That's the perfect thing to do if you want him to come out of retirement. Jerry Jones, Dallas freefall, quote, not just on Jason Garrett, whatever that means. Uh, uh, don't you think that's a perfect Baker uh, Mayfield leads the NFL with 11 picks in six games. Pathetic. Ouchie. That's pretty much it. Let me ask you this, Micah. Yeah. If you want Gronk to come out of retirement, do you think your best move is to beg him to come out of retirement or to pretend he doesn't exist and let him just stew? He wants back on he that field. He wants attention. That's right. So you don't give him it, and he comes back. For oh, you're, you're, oh, I see what see you're what I'm saying. Here. Yeah, I like he it. He wants attention, so you don't give it to him. He's like, that's it. I'm coming back. Uh, well, I, I guess we'll see. Do we want to? quickly look at next week's biggest games okay let's do that that'll be kind of fun well do you, i guess or, we should probably do you, can you pull up the division standings i mean we've got a monday nighter we could talk about oh yeah well we talked about the monday nighter a okay. little bit uh just we'll quickly run through the games next week uh kansas city goes to denver on thursday night i mean if the chiefs don't bounce back and get that one in a division matchup the Chiefs are in some real trouble, but I would I would assume the Chiefs are going to open a pretty heavy favorite there. So they've got Hill back, obviously. Is there anybody else they're waiting to have back that they needed really badly? Sammy Watkins, maybe? That would be nice. But, um, but other than that, you would think they're healthy Hill now. Back. They should be. They should they've start getting some problems, strides. Though. Yeah, They've got some problems. Uh, if Detroit wins tonight, Minnesota at Detroit would be a big one. Houston at Indy when we talked we talked about in in the AFC uh, South is is meaningful. Uh, blah 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 blah. Los Angeles Falcons like finally maybe no, nothing the Rams involving get, the Falcons is well, interesting. The question to me, is, Brad. will the Rams get back on track? Yes, if they're playing the Falcons, they will. That will They'll, help. They'll score forty points. New Orleans at Chicago. Uh, that should be some good defense. Baltimore at Seattle should That's be pretty fun. Definitely. And then and Philly, Philly, Dallas. Dallas. The the Sunday nighter. Your Monday nighter is New England at how, the Jets. So how that's are they another playing again already? Didn't they already play? Oh, it's the Giants. Yeah. The other shitty team out of New York. So, enjoy. I hope you enjoyed week six as much as Brad and I did. That was a good lot time, of football yesterday, which felt good. And uh, a lot of football to come next week. College football is really heating up. We're in chaos season. Missouri is now ranked number 22. We're coming for that ass. First in the SEC East. Until we get banned officially uh, by the NCAA. Is it not official already? Since it's. Uh, it's in uh, whatever. Yeah. The. It's under appeal. Nobody cares. All right, thanks for listening. There's uh, 47 minutes of good action here this morning. We'll be back later. Check out Mind of Micah. Brad, you got anything else? That's it, and that's all. Check out Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and tell a friend, all right? We appreciate all you that you do. We'll be back with previews, with some baseball talk, all sorts of stuff this week. We're doing a lot for you. Tell a friend. Mm, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.